Hey everyone, welcome to the Catholic Entrepreneur Podcast. I am your host, Mitch Fisher. Today we have a very special guest, Nicole LeBlanc uh, from Duque Hoodliner Productions. Before we dive in with her, the question of the week this week is, what is a Catholic business idea you have that you think would do really well that maybe you just haven't decided to start uh, or you think someone else should do um, and you just think there's a lot of opportunity there? Let me know, tweet me, uh, message me on Instagram at the Catholicpreneur. Without further ado, let's bring in Nicole here. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. Good. Thanks for taking some time to be on the podcast and, and chat with me. I've been really looking forward to this conversation. But uh, first off, just want you to go ahead and introduce yourself to all the listeners and um, yeah, a little bit about yourself. All right. Hi, everyone. My name is Nicole LeBlanc. Uh, I am owner, CEO, and owner of uh, Duque Hoodliner Productions. Uh, I've been doing this business since 2020 and uh, manufacture these um, parts for cars. Definitely not something that I had really envisioned for myself, um, but I'm glad to do it and trying to incorporate uh, more of like a faith into an automotive industry, if that kind of makes sense. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's really cool. So, um, Take us to like the beginning days of Duque, Hoodliner Productions. Um, how did the idea come about uh, and how did you actually get a legitimate business going? Right. So Duque Hoodliner Productions was actually under Gonzo Productions, which was my dad's company. Um, so he had that from 07 to 2014. Um, in 2013, he was diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer and passed away at the age of 50, receiving all of his sacraments. So he was he was good to go. But he left behind myself, my mom and my two younger sisters. And I'm the oldest. So I was, I just turned 15 and he was begging my mom. She was a stay at home wife and saying, someone needs to do the business. Who's going to look after you and the girls. I mean, it was just impossible. A whole mortgage and sending us to private school. So there were so many different things. What's going to happen with the business. Um, so a lot of people actually wanted to buy the company from my mom and uh, she, she, the business was on hold. And my mom just had this feeling in her heart. Like, I'm just going to keep the business. We'll see what happens. Uh, I was always a daddy's girl and I just loved being with my dad and going to car shows with him. And I saw him when he started up the business. I was with him and just being in the garage. So I am doing this company now from the knowledge I had when I was 12, 13 years old. So um, the Hoodliners, one day he had a 97 Thunderbird limited edition, and um, he was just working at Ford at the time, just a regular job. And he was he liked to do mechanical stuff too, kind of like just do it yourself. And he was looking at the engine of his Thunderbird and he like he was a pretty big guy and he stood up and he hit his head on the hood. And it was I don't know if you've um, uh, seen a Hoodliner. There's like fiberglass. It's like glass shards, like tiny pieces, and it's just in this material. And he didn't have much hair on his head, and he felt all these glass shards. He's like, "Oh, that really hurts." Like, there's got to be a better alternative. Like, people spend all this time making their engines look nice and pristine, chrome everything, and you have this dingy piece of fabric that soaks up all the liquids and stuff over your hood. And my dad's like, "There's got to be an alternative." And no one was making this alternative. And he and a buddy of his um, started doing these liners. So he did more foreign cars and my father did more American cars. So that was kind of like the deal that they had. 
And um, so that was like really early days. He was selling them on eBay a lot and he had a blog spot page. So it was very, very archaic. And um, so that was just, that's how he was doing it from uh, 07 to 2014. Um, during the last few months before he went into hospice, he was he had my mom cut hood liners. He had a whole thing built in the garage. So it was really great to have both of my parents be at home for like the last seven years of his life. I got to see him all the time and he had a TV in there. He had a great setup. And so I, w I was really intrigued by it and I wanted to be everything that my dad was doing. So he was in business. I wanted to be a businesswoman. Uh, then he got sick with the cancer. I wanted to become an oncologist. So he was just inspiring in every single moment. Uh, so after time had passed, so 2014 until 2020, I was just working my tail off. I was working at an ice cream shop. I was working at a hotel at one point. And then uh, I was working at a Mexican restaurant near my house during COVID. And I was just a waitress. My husband and I, we met at this restaurant and we were both servers. He was doing a lot of to-go uh, orders. And um, I remember telling him when we were dating, oh yeah, my dad had this business. It's such a shame that um, you know, it had to be closed down. And I told him, you know, like, do you want to know a secret? I actually sold a hood liner uh, when I was in college. Well, actually in high school, a lot of people have been emailing my dad. Uh, a lot of people still didn't know that he had passed away. So I had a sore, I got into his email and I sorted 50,000 emails. There was Wendy's, there was four, there were all these sorts of different uh, places. And so many people were interested and I'm in high school at this point and I'm like, I just need to put out some sort of, you know, thing saying, you know, he's passed away, no one's taking orders. And I put on this thing, like, here's my email when I was in high school. So I had a few emails come to me. And so when I was in college, right after that, I had one gentleman, he purchased a hood liner because he was in the nearby area. And I remember getting up on the table because I couldn't, I still can't reach it and hand cutting these liners. And uh, I, I sold one and I'm like, wow, that was really cool. Like I was able, like I sold it for the same price that he did. So it was like, wow, I can buy a lot of clothes or whatever with this. So, yeah. so during COVID, I told Austin, you know, we're getting married, you know, we're going to, we didn't get engaged at this point, but I'm like, I want to have the wedding of my dreams. I want to have, you know, a lot of people and COVID definitely, you know, had its own say. And um, we, you need, we do decals as well. So vinyl decals. So I needed someone good with Photoshop and I was still um, pre-med at this time. And, um, in college and my husband literally has a degree in simulation animation gaming so he knows everything about photoshop and i just remember looking at him i was like oh my gosh like the wheels in my head were turning and we were just you know laid off of our jobs and i was like we need to we need to start this and he was really really skeptical he's like absolutely not like let's just you know <laughs> it's been dead for so long it's going to be 10 years since my father's passing this year and it's just, you know, really, he really needed a push. So mm -hmm. I was like, let's just do it. And my grandfather actually had a dream um, maybe a month before we started. And he called me. And I really talked to my grandma a lot more, but my grandpa called me and he was like, you need to start the business. I had a dream that you were doing it and it was very successful. And I was like, okay, fine. Okay, Papi, I'll do it. So <laughs> I we started it and I, I got into his email. Again, 50,000 emails to filter through. 
and I forwarded a whole bunch to my, I made my own Hoodliner 3 email and I started contacting people. I was like, hey, like we're in business again. And he left his workshop completely intact. So there were still material, there were still boxes that I could ship stuff in. So I didn't really need to invest anything into the business. He had already left me some. I was like, wow, what a blessing to have my dad leave me this. So we, I remember we sold our first hood liner maybe a couple of weeks after we did all the paperwork um, with filing a, a business and stuff. I was really, really serious about it. And he had left me templates for all sorts of cars. And I'm like, I restarted the blog spot. That was the only website that we had at the time. So I restarted the blog spot and we started getting a few orders in just from me word of mouth and going out and putting in flyers and car shows and just talking to people. My husband is very shy. So I'm glad I have this personality <laughs> where I can just go and just strike up a conversation. And yeah, that was really just the beginning of it. And since then, I haven't needed to go back to waitressing. And um, my husband really wanted a job in his career in his field that he studied in. But he doesn't have time for that anymore. He's just solely focused on the on the hoodliners. Yeah. That what does your like day to day now look like? I mean, oh running gosh. this business with your husband, like I'm sure every day is different. But take take us through like what is it like? Yeah. Well, so I was pregnant from October of last year up until May of this year, and that was he was doing everything. I mean, everything. So typically, what a day to day for him, he really has. We used to have a process where I would do this and he would do that, but he loves to do everything now. So it's really him that does all the labor, really. And I get to sit back on my couch and just do all the emails, phone calls. So he has a system now where he'll wake up and the workshop is still at my mom's because we're moving in, in the middle of moving in four degrees. And uh, <laughs> so he wakes up and he goes to my mom's house three minutes away cuts the liners in the workshop and he he'll do like seven or eight a day um he'll do that and then he'll come and box them up and previously the night before he works on all the decals that people want like um the logos and stuff that go on the cars so he'll cut the liners box them up send them to the ups he'll drive to the ups every day and then he really has a lot of free time from like three o'clock until five he just kind of takes like a little break and then in the evening he'll redo the decals for the orders that we got in today so he's going to start the decals sometime after we meet and so he'll do the decals tonight and I'll help him sometimes with the decals and for me it's just I really am so blessed that I get to be a housewife and take care of the house and now that we're moving I really need to organize things and I get phone calls when I'm cleaning and I'm in the middle of cooking, um, answering and then uh, advertising, a lot of advertising on Facebook groups. There's like groups for every single Mustang page, Thunderbird, Brickland, Corvette, Buicks. There's like pages for and multiple pages for different years. So I try not to spam, but like I put out these advertisements like once a month. Mm -hmm. And so that's, yeah, it's pretty... Um, yeah, pretty solid what we have going and we're, you know, he, it's just us two. So right now we get to talk to our customers a lot and be like, Hey, like it's a little cold, please anticipate a few delays. And so it's, it's good to have that, um, instant communication with my customers. Yeah. You're, you're kind of in, in the zone. How, mm -hmm. uh, 
how does like, you kind of talked a little bit about the marketing stuff, advertising on Facebook groups. Mm -hmm. um, how does that look? Are you guys mainly direct to consumer or what's, what's your job look like in that aspect as far as trying to promote and get the word out there? So it's kind of tricky because these hood liners, um, I can talk about the product a little bit later too, but um, a lot of people don't like to read is what I found. Many people do not like to read. So I, when I try to advertise, I try to keep it as simple as possible. So today I just advertise on a few groups. Um, we have a 10% off sale for this week. And this is not the original. This is not like the original hood liner like it was before. I do recommend the hood come off. Uh, and like we've been in business for over 10 years. So that's just what I like to say. Keep it short, simple, and then here's a link to order. So I will put that in. I think I belong to over 150 different groups. So everything really is mostly organic growth that I'm directly putting out. And then a lot, because I don't know if it's really professional, but I just use my own personal uh, Facebook page to promote. And I don't use the business. The business has its own Facebook page, but I mm -hmm. just promote it on my own. So people will see that. I have been getting some traction. I've been part of these groups for over three years. So they're like, oh, okay, well, she know, she's not lying. She's not a scammer. I'm not selling t-shirts, you know, that sort of yeah. thing. And so I, a lot of people on Facebook Marketplace too, I have ads on Marketplace and they'll be like, hey, like I'll offer you a hundred bucks. And I'm like, you know, we're established business. This is what our prices are, firm. And um, it's, you know, a little bit easier when uh, people are in the same city as me so i can you know won't charge them for taxes if you pay with cash you know that that sort of thing and so advertising is uh, like that for facebook and then we do pay for like google ads google hits and stuff and um i think that's all that we're doing on that and then we sell on ebay as well okay. so yeah we have the ebay and then we take orders from it's no longer blogspot but it's a, a shopify website and then yeah ebay shopify and then google ads very cool mm -hmm. what's uh so obviously you, you have a process down um how do you incorporate your catholic faith into your daily life um you and your husband like what does that look like for you yeah sometimes when my husband needs help with the decals because he does so many there's some multicolored ones so those take a lot of time so we have the printer going and then i'm individually taking out all the stickers and peeling them and as i'm doing that i'm like praying for the customers that order this i'm like i really hope first i hope they don't return it with any issues because a lot of them they don't read so I'm like i really hope you know and we pray for the customers especially if like names stick out like there was one her name was fatima and we're like oh my gosh mm. like that's so cool and so i'm just thinking you know our lady of fatima and just praying for our customers has really um been something that's been good for me to do i feel like just praying for them and praying for the business i always you know thank god for the business i thank god for my dad's life for for i wish he would have seen how amazing we're doing and how much his business has really grown and um praying a lot for my mom because i know that he supported my family directly so i i try to be as much as a, of an economic support for her and for my sisters too since they no longer you know we don't have our dad and I just try to pray for them and um, yeah, just trying to, once we have it all moved, we're going to have a business blessing too, as as well as the house blessing. Very cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Good. What's, um, what's like the coolest thing that's happened since, you know, running with this business 
Any any like interesting stories that have come along? Um, there well, a lot of people reach out, and ten years later, they're still really surprised. Like, oh my gosh, Gonzo died, and I'm like, yeah, that happened like a thousand years ago. Like, <laughs> um, maybe the time that we shipped when I had my first big bulk order, I had two orders of ten hoodliners Jaguar sent to. Oh gosh, where was it? Somewhere international. I think it was Iceland or it was um, some some European country. And there were a bunch of the same hoodliners. So that was like the first big task that we had to do, like the first big order. So I'm like, wow, this is really cool. Um, yeah, a, a lot of people just know us by saying DHP. My whole family just thinks it's like funny. They just think, oh my gosh, like this girl, like what is she doing in automotive stuff? Um, <laughs> a lot of men don't take me seriously either. Like I had a phone call a few days ago and I always answer the phone with hoodliners. This is Nicole. And this gentleman, he's like, I have a question about a product. Can I talk to you about it? And I'm like, yes, I am the owner of the company. Like, how can I help you? And he's like, or should I talk to someone else? And I'm sure he didn't mean anything wrong by it, but just things like that. Definitely. Yeah. What, what's some of like adversity you had to overcome in running the business? Like, Obviously, it's been a really awesome way to like support your family and and you know do something really cool. But where are some of the moments where things got really tough? You had to come up with like really big solutions, big ideas to keep it moving. I'm you know I'm sure especially with COVID and everything, mm -hmm. like a lot of businesses struggled. So what were some of the things for you uh, adversities you had to overcome? Yeah, when when we first had to start buying material, the material is the most expensive thing. So I always try to ask my supplier, like, hey, are there any discounts, that sort of thing, or some wholesale? And they all, the answer is always no, but I keep on asking. I don't care if it gets annoyed by me because I keep, you know, paying the, the super expensive material. And um, really, I think the most, it's just trial and error. For us, um, we did a lot of swap meets, just trying to get the word out there. We even drove to Kentucky once for a huge car show. They were trying to break like the world record for the most Mustangs or something like that in one car show. And um, that we took a whole day's journey, passed out like a thousand flyers in all these cars. We rented a night or we um, booked a nice hotel and everything, you know, at the business expense. And, you know, we just walked and it was all in the same day, we drove to Kentucky in the morning, handed out these flyers, we were exhausted, and we didn't get a single sale from it, not a single one. And I was like, well, at least we had a nice like Kentucky trip. I really wish we had a sale. We spent all this money going down there and preparing and making t-shirts and flyers and for it to really result in nothing. And uh, people want us to be vendors and stuff, but it costs like $700 for just a spot. And after seeing these swap meets driving to Kentucky, I'm like, I don't know if that's really within the like a smart business move to make at this time. It's mostly um, local stuff. I tend to find um, our name is pretty out there locally because they know that we've been in this area of Michigan. And so we're pretty established here uh, and online. A lot of people know us online, but I, I guess just um, making the effort to go to those lengths were a little bit troublesome. And um, I would say the biggest hoop to jump through for the business was actually getting our home um, since we this is the only thing that we do. Uh, and we just opened up because we didn't we really weren't sure how much the business was going to grow. We were like, oh, I don't know if I need to get a different job at one point or my husband has to 
Um, we're, you know, we're doing a lot of orders, but it's still not enough to get a home yet. So he was applying the jobs and working on this full time. It was really difficult. And so when we finally opened up a business account with Chase last year, we were like, great, we can get a home. Like, this is wonderful. And Chase was like, and all the um, mortgage companies were like, actually, you need to wait two years with business um, to get a mortgage. And I'm living in my father-in-law's basement right after we got married. And we're like, oh my gosh, this is just horrible. So by the grace of God, we have a home. I don't know how. But we found one mortgage company that took all of our bank statements from when the, and the business has been around since 2020. So I'm in my head, I'm thinking three years. Great. We have all that. We did taxes. We did all these proper channels, but they, the mortgage company really wanted to see um, the business with an official account. So the fact that we were even approved for a mortgage is a miracle. I'm, I'm just thanking God because it was only one year, one year. And they, they gave us, um, we have a, you know, a beautiful home and it's just right for the fruits of this business. So I'm really blessed to have gone through these, you know, hoops and, and God Mm -hmm. has seen us through all of it. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's it like? I mean, um, running a business with your spouse, like what advice would you have for people that are doing that? Oh man. I mean, well, I met my husband working at a restaurant. And when we met, I was working as a waitress. I got hired in as a waitress and he was just the, um, what was he, the bus boy type of thing. And I, when we first started dating, like right after we met, I'm like, you should be a server. Like, come on. Like I pushed him to do like, you'd make a lot of money doing serving or doing to go orders. And he needed that little push from me. And he's like, okay, all right. So he started doing it and he started making more than me. We started getting really competitive (laughs) with each other. And um, we would sometimes it was really slow at the restaurant. Like they would just call my husband and I in. Okay, so I get this half of the restaurant. He gets the other half. So we just complimented each other. Okay, I'm going to run your food. You do mine. I'm going to do this for you. You do this for me. So just a lot of swap. And we're like, once you're in a groove, you're like, yep, we, we got each other's backs. So then it just kind of flowed really nicely when we're doing the business. He really wanted to take control of these things that he knows how. And I like, I do the my my strengths and he does his. So I would say if you're going to start a business with your spouse, make sure you you do the things that you enjoy to do. Um do the things that you are good at doing and acknowledge that. Like I I wish that I could take control of the decals and stuff. I've not I don't know anything about Photoshop. So he is able to use his degree a little bit here and um yeah, just I always thank him like i know we're doing a business but i still thank him for doing it and i, I thank him for his help i mean yeah i i couldn't do any of it without him definitely mm-hmm. very cool what's uh what's a piece of advice you have for a young entrepreneur who's has an idea wants to get some started um based off of everything you've experienced was like one thing you would tell that person yeah it's it's gonna be a different journey for everyone for me it kind of seemed like it was handed to me, the business. I really didn't need to invest that much. But there are some things that you will need to, you know, use your money wisely. And you will need to invest your money if you're really thinking about doing a business. Pray about it. Definitely pray about it. Uh, if if this is something that, you know, being a business owner, you are working 24-7. I get people that call me at midnight wanting to place an order. And I answer because I know that every single order goes right to my mortgage payment, goes right to the food that I buy, my groceries, my toiletries, and nothing is really 
in excess. So it's just, if you're going to start a business, you want to do it, you have to be determined, have a good support system. Uh, just know that there'll be some sleepless nights trying to get orders in and, um, yeah, m making sure you have a mindset, like don't, you can't give up once you start a business and it's going, you need to continue. For sure. Mm -hmm. What are some things, um, you're planning on in the future? So maybe this next year, big projects like initiatives or goals that you have, um, that you want to share. Yeah, yeah. So the the hoodliners trying to get more in touch with local automotive shops local to me, uh, so they can um, supply our product. That would be a really cool goal. Um, we recently partnered with this company that supplies other things. So that has been a great source of uh, revenue for us. They buy liners like candy. So I'm like, wow, this is really putting us to work. We need to partner with more of these of these businesses um and then just trying to figure out a way to communicate with our customers like what exactly our product entails because so many people do not read so i'm trying to figure out what else i can kind of put on the website that lets them know hey the hood has to come off hey you separately need to purchase this spray um mm -hmm. and it's and just trying to figure out I don't know, maybe if whenever someone listens, they can let me know some suggestions of what um, what I should do to make it, I don't know, more appealing to read, I guess. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, that's that, that's interesting just to hear you talk about that in that sense of just like, here's a challenge I'm facing. Like, here's what I know I need to do, like that kind of things. And I think that's that's one of the reasons why I kind of started this podcast, too, is like it's so fun to talk to so many different people that are doing all these cool things. And like mm -hmm. so many, like everyone has all these like special skill sets that can like, be shared and, and advice that can be shared and help. So uh, if you're listening and you have, have a expertise, like let us know. So mm -hmm. um, what's one thing you want to leave um, for all the listeners uh, regarding just your story um, that you think is like beneficial, good advice, whether it's entrepreneurial or not. Or not? Yeah, really just leaving it all in God's hands. Um, especially um, our patron, St. Joseph, St. Joseph, the worker, always asking for his intercession and uh, just trying to incorporate more Catholic things. Um, so I know I have the hoodliners, but I want to start another uh, Catholic, something completely separate uh, with um, how I can incorporate the decals, the stickers that I do into like more rosary boards and more. So it'll be completely different than automotive, but um, just kind of I really wanted to to be pre-med. I wanted to be a surgeon, a cardiothoracic pediatric surgeon, so operating on baby hearts. And now I'm working in, in hoodliner insulation. So it's just understanding that a route that God has for you might not be exactly what you have envisioned, but it's so much better. Like this is amazing that I get to be here. So I just thank him and his plan. And I know that he had a plan with um with my babies and everything and just letting him be in control of my family, my work, um, just everything, everything that I have. Definitely. For those who haven't heard that story, like, you know, give, give us a few details on that too and, and how that's impacted you. Yeah. Yeah. So I was pregnant with conjoined twins um, and the doctors, I was seen at a Christian hospital and all of them were pushing abortion on me. So I told them, absolutely not. I'm not murdering my babies. And they were really scaring me into pressuring me. Well, your babies aren't going to live very long. They can miscarry. If you make it to term, uh, they'll be most likely stillborn and just 
um, my life is also at risk, they're saying. So they um, eventually transferred me to a hospital, more liberal hospital, but where they can have the, um, where I can deliver the babies because I kept growing, the girls kept growing. And um, my, my girls were conjoined, sharing one heart, one liver, um, one set of bowels, one diaphragm, one umbilical cord, and there was no chance of separation. So it was just carrying my babies, having all this sadness, and still taking phone calls. Like I was just crying after, you know, being in the hospital, getting this news, and then I had to answer phone calls like the very next day. And I was just, um, wow, it was a very challenging time emotionally for me to do the business. And then right up until the surgery, I um, I put a little note on my Facebook saying everyone on the Hoodliner Facebook page saying, um, I'm going to be having a C-section. The business will be on hold for a couple of weeks. And I shared, um, I think it was the live action, um, live action, put my story out with Lila Rose. And so I was able to share my pro-life message, even in the Hoodliners. I got a lot of support from it um, and a lot of prayers and Again, people didn't read. They were wishing me congratulations. And so I'm like, oh, my goodness. But I, I mean, yeah, I, my girls were born alive. So that is something to be happy about. They received their sacraments, baptism, confirmation. So they, wow. they passed away um, at 32 weeks when I had the C-section in May. And um, so, yeah, they're, they're my saints, Maria Therese and, and Rachel Claire. So I you know moved into this new house. I miss them. I wish that they were here with me. and seeing us running around doing the business. And I, I pray that we have more, you know, kids to um, hopefully this can be a family business so they can um, take over it. But I really see that the patron saints of the Hoodliners are my girls. They really yeah. are. The, the business has just been growing so much since May. It's really, really incredible to see. And, and I, I know I have my little girls that I, I ask for their intercession. Well, Thank you for your yes and your testimony and, and just sharing your story. I mean, that's, that's just so beautiful. And, um, Thank you. yeah, I just mm -hmm. really appreciate that. Thanks. Uh, for all the listeners, where can they find you? Where can they find your business? Anything online, uh, if they want to connect with you or, or know what you're up to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, um, you can find my Instagram is Nicolita underscore D. So it's N I C O L I T A underscore D. Um, that's uh, for Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it, uh, Instagram. Um, and then where else am I at? The Hoodliners, you can type in on Facebook, Duque, D-U-Q-U-E. That's my maiden name, um, Hoodliner Productions. Uh, and then Instagram, the same thing, Duque Hoodliner Productions. Um, no spaces, just all together. Um, there, I just put all the Hoodliner stuff. I even had like this, this is like a flyer that I put out at car shows. So that's kind of like what it looks like. Um, nice. So it'll have like this logo. You'll see like this, the installation is what it looks like. Sweet. Um, so we have that. Uh, you'll see that. And then on my main page, just about my life. Some, I, I do post videos when we have like huge sales and just, you know, thanking everyone and more like rosary boards and stuff on my personal page. Um, yeah, that, that sort of thing. And helping moms with um, infant loss awareness type of thing as well. For sure. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, I will be sure to link all that in the show notes as well for the listeners. So um, you know where to find Nicole. Nicole, thank you so much for taking the time to chat and be on the podcast and share your story. Really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, best of luck to you and your husband the rest of the year. 
Yeah, thank you so much, Mitch. And this um, work that you're doing as well and spreading more Catholic um, businesses is something that is definitely a godsend. So thank you for, for your ministry as well. Thank you. I appreciate that. Absolutely. God bless. God bless you. Bye.